0: Well, welcome once again to the uh, Compassionate Mind Research Group podcast series. And as always, I have with me my uh, good friend, James Kirby. Hello, James. G'day, Stan. How are you tonight?
1: Oh, lovely. Yes, it is a night podcast. Have we done a night podcast? I think we
0: normally do it closer to the morning time.
1: Yeah, this is a very different feel to it. Closer (laughs) to coffee. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's right. But with us also... Uh, tonight is Charlie Harriet maitland from the UK, who has come to Australia to do a bit of a tour, actually. He's, he's gone to all or lots of the, the capital cities. He'll tell us about that in a sec. But to um, really spread the word in Australia about compassion-focused therapy uh, with psychosis, a really important area of practice and, and contribution. So welcome, Charlie.
2: Thank you, Stan. Thanks <laughs> for having me, and and James. It's great to be here. Um, this is uh, this is a really important part of the CFT world at the moment. Brisbane, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of buzz coming out of here and energy. So it's it's great to join you guys. I, I wanted
0: to ask you first of all, how are you finding Australia?
2: Well, we've got this thing in the UK at the moment called the Beast from the East, which is like oh. a basically a sort of Siberian winter. So. Uh, being in Australia is pretty good.
1: <laughs> it's about uh, 28 degrees in this office at the moment <laughs> at 6:30 in the evening.
2: <laughs> oh no you could leave me here all day it's, it's great. I'm enjoying the heat. Um, the people have been really friendly as well I mean it, it's great. We've uh, yeah been to Perth first then Melbourne and now Brisbane and you know there's just been warmth uh, friendliness, lots of welcoming people and uh, yeah loved it
0: we have warm temperatures and warm people <laughs> exactly, so, yeah, exactly. we have a little bit of both um and actually you're relatively famous in australia in some mm-hmm, ways and mm-hmm. and the your wonderful stuart video has um certainly done the rounds here in, in australia a lot of people would be familiar with with that video and and um, uh, you've just told us here at, at uq a little bit about that video and how it was developed and stuff. How did you first get into working with CFT and perhaps also CFT with psychosis?
2: Um, so I my, my first job as a qualified, after I qualified as a clinical psychologist 2010 was, was in a community mental health team in Tower Hamlets in East London. Um, mm. So I was working with people with psychosis and that's where I met uh, Chris Irons, Dr. Ah, Chris Irons. Okay. Um, so so it was, it was really uh, uh, Karina and, and Chris who were, and, and me, we were all in the same patch really, all interested in, in compassion stuff and it, and it was really starting to get to know Chris and becoming really good friends with him um, and then his links already with Paul Gilbert because he had done a PhD with Paul.
1: Mm.
2: That's what kind of got me into the Compassionate Mind Foundation. Um, but psychosis was always my, my interest, and, and by then I'd already um, done a bit of research, um, clinical work, obviously working at early intervention. Um, so and and you know, compassion focused therapy for psychosis was a was an area that needed to be developed and mm. needed new energy, and um, and that was my interest. And so yeah, for me, for me it seemed like a very very obvious fit. Um, as I still believe now,
1: mm-hmm. it, I mean what brought you to psychosis, Charlie? has that just always been an area of interest you 've had
2: um, It does actually go back a bit before I even did a an undergraduate psychology. I actually lived with um, my my best friend when I was eighteen and and flatmate developed uh, delusional beliefs oh. um, he so I was eighteen and it 's a bit kind of um, yeah, it was a bit distressing, and I didn't really know what to, to do, and um, he went into mental health services, and I just couldn't believe what happened, like, he was just put on really heavy medication, and it was very hard, you know, socially very hard to keep that friendship going, and mm. to be honest, I was just, yeah, I, I was really um, shocked at how we couldn't really help people, we didn't really know what to do with this thing, and... Um, so I was, I was just, I'm really motivated. I think one of my compassion motivators is is to improve treatment for people with psychosis because I don't think we really know what we're doing. We we give people a load of drugs and we don't really have much else. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I really got into psychological approaches. I was interested in researching the kind of continuum of psychosis in the general population. Uh, so I've done some research looking at. Um, spiritual populations and psychic populations so people who have unusual experiences but not in a clinical domain just to see what kind of wisdom we can get from these people about how to live healthily alongside unusual experiences Mm. um so this is really kind of where it all kind of stemmed from and and compassion focused therapy for me is a very kind of normalizing model it starts from understanding brains and evolved brains. So for me, this is exactly the approach that I thought would be helpful for people with psychosis because a lot of the problem is in how different they feel and how stigmatised they feel and how isolated and alien they feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so compassion-focused therapy, just as a starting point for working with this these kind of experiences, makes makes a lot of sense for me.
0: It's inspiring to listen to you. I mean, you, you obviously are really committed to, to this area and it's a little bit about some of your own personal experiences and, and experiences of, of kind of friends and people that you've observed go through these sorts of things. It's It's been the people you've met along the way, Chris and Karina and, and others and Paul. Um, and Eleanor Longdon as well has been a big part, certainly, of I think what you've been doing in Australia. Tell us a bit about the, the work with her and the relationship with her profession. Yeah, I
2: mean... She has just been incredible, and you know, every day we stand up alongside each other to do a talk. Um, I, you know, I, I learn some new gems and <laughs> wisdom about how you, you know how to work with uh, with particularly voices. Um, hmm. you know, so our collaboration came about, um, so, so as you guys know, like, uh, you know, Paul's been developing a lot of techniques for compassion for the self-critic and using, using chairs and using imagery to develop compassionate uh, understanding and uh, relationships with, with critical parts. So um, he was, it was actually in a workshop, Paul was showing uh, Eleanor's TED talk. So Eleanor Long mm. has done a, a really kind of famous TED talk. It's got millions of views um, about her own experience of developing compassion for her voices. So Paul was mm. showing her TED talk as part of a CFT workshop at the time when I was developing CFT for psychosis as part of my, uh, my fellowship uh, research project. Um, so Paul and me sat down and said, gosh, yeah, wouldn't it be great if we could sort of help people basically do what Eleanor did? Mm-hmm. I mean, she didn't have CFT, but she somehow managed to find a way of developing this relationship with her voices that brought understanding Insight, emotional wisdom, um, and, and so we were kind of, so I contacted Eleanor, this was about four years ago maybe, and said, look, can you help collaborate? We're trying to develop compassion focused therapy for psychosis, we really want to learn from you about how to do that. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, the last four years, like the, it's been a really strong partnership. We've done uh, writing together, made videos together, mm-hmm. um, done a lot of workshop presenting together. And and I'm continuing to learn, and and what we what we're trying to present to our audiences or trainees participants is a is a real blend of uh, the wisdom of science and the wisdom of lived experience. Yeah. So a lot of our training is trying to weave the two together, mm. and it and it works really well and. We still get on, which is
1: great. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is quite remarkable uh, what you've managed to uh, really uh, cultivate uh, as part of that uh, collaborative relationship. I mean, what you're doing in terms of trying to help uh, psychosis and individuals who suffer sorry, from psychosis is really quite unique and um, novel. And I imagine this idea of bringing in a lot of these creative ways of working with the different, uh, perhaps, voices that you can hear um, when you're going through um, these experiences could be met with a lot of pushback Mm. as well from standard treatment. Uh, Mm. How have you dealt with some potential resistance? Has that been noticeable in how you've gone about uh, bringing the two together?
2: Well, that, that's exactly right, you know, the the traditional way of treating voice hearing is, is to shut these things down, yeah. you know, that's that we've come from a very pathological model of, um, of treatment, quite a medicalized bio, uh, that, that these voices are kind of to do with aberrant firing of misfiring neurons and things like that, so... This is a big challenge, yeah. So traditionally, our approaches have been to try and get rid of these things, mm-hmm. you know, and um, try and, and in a way, they've become demonized in the services, you know, and the, the voices are seen as bad, wrong, undesirable. So what this kind of uh, does is, in my view, in, in our views, it sets up a bit of a... Uh, a a difficult relationship with these voices mm. Um they're seen as bad and we, we need to suppress them and push them away and in CFT terms we're, we're stimulating the threat system you know because we get into a conflict yeah. with the voices a resistance and a push and it's actually that threat system activation in our view which potentially contributes to the voices becoming more angry mm-hmm. like more threat driven mm-hmm. imagine like you know imagine there was some, you know someone really angry walked into this room now you know we've got two choices we can either sort of invite him to sit down and start trying to find out why he's angry or we kind of lock him lock him in the cupboard down there <laughs> you know he's probably just going to get more angry if we kind of lock him in the cupboard he's going to be like banging on the the yeah. door yeah. Yeah. so you know we've got this approach with with voices and and other uh psychosis related experiences where we try and push them away and shut them down um so when we start talking about compassion for voices and trying to relate to the voices in a more peaceful way, yeah, you're exactly right. We get a bit of a resistance. Um, people feel that that's a bit counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. This is the other staff, the other professions, but also the voice hearer themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, so yeah, we take it really, we take it really slowly, and and obviously, like a lot of CFT is about the training, and you know. We train up uh, experiences of safeness mm. and compassion first and when someone's ready to, to start forming a, a new relationship, then you know, we, we wait till then. So it's all kind of very much tuned into the client. Um, so it's easier in my experience getting a client engaged with this approach than the other <laughs> professionals. Yeah. Um, but but you know this is also why having the collaboration with Eleanor has been so powerful because people, you know, people really listen to her. Yeah. It, it, you know, she's got a very powerful message that grabs people emotionally. Oh, yes. And, um, and so we're really dedicated to trying to just change the narrative with other professionals and in the general public, which is why we made the Stuart video, you know, to get the word out. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of the work has to happen at the at that level, not necessarily just in the therapy room. Mm. And it's
0: it's wonderful stuff, James. Do you mind if I just ask one more question? What's no, this? no, no, please. <laughs> I mean,
1: goodness, I can listen to Charlie all day. Exactly, that's what I was
0: thinking. But um, yeah, I mean, what do you think is kind of next in this area? Like, what what's your and in, in sort of a minute or less, <laughs> yeah. what, what do you think would be kind of your next real curiosity in terms of, you know, CFT and psychosis and, you know, that area?
2: Well, we need to get outcome data. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, yep. um, at the moment, this is, it's a, it's a very scientifically grounded approach, Um in terms of the psychosis continuum and in terms of the trauma, uh, relationship between trauma and psychosis, which there's, there's substantial evidence now for mm-hmm. that link, why actually maybe voices are meaningful in terms of something difficult that's happened in the past. And mm. um, we ju- we, yeah, the next step is, is to, is to run trials um, uh-huh. to, to make sure that this is an accessible approach. Um, that, that gets recommended by the government in the UK we have the nice guidelines um, yeah so we, we you know I really think that getting this into university settings and, and research studies is, is really important looking at outcome data and, and at the moment I'm in the early stages of this
1: um, mm-hmm.
2: so yeah for me that's important
1: mm. oh, absolutely Chad. I just want to add just a couple of things to that if I may stand is that okay mm-hmm. <laughs> I you. Um, I mean what you're doing is just really uh, i find inspiring and 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 you're obviously having real impact because you've managed to attract some serious funding uh, to support the fellowship um, that you're doing at the moment where you're already getting a little bit of early data in but obviously more trial data is you know crucially important but you've also managed to branch this out further again in a, in a new grant that you've, you've managed to achieve to look at uh, the social safeness element i think in early uh, an early child uh, situation is that right or the child care situation as well and which is slightly different to psychosis of course but trying to integrate it into the, the, the that, that experience is that right yeah
2: well i i see i see it as as preventative work with psychosis yeah, I, see. I see it as relevant because the work i'm doing is with is basically with uh children uh, in families where there's been an incident of domestic violence, okay. so there's been some kind of abuse in the family. Yeah. So for me, these are potentially children with who are at risk of psychosis later. Yeah. You know, yeah. abusive uh, context, big, highly threat, uh, sensitive con- context. So I see it as preventative work. But you're right; it's not. There's been no diagnosis or anything mm. like that. No. Um, but yeah, that, but yeah, the, what you're referring to is this kind of work uh, collaborating with social services, uh, basically training social workers and practitioners to go into families with a CFT model and understanding and, and trying to work with a family to, to cultivate a family's compassionate mind uh, that becomes a kind of resource for that family. Um, so I see it as psychosis preventative work, um, but whatever it is, it, it's a wonderful development and, and the, the UK government, the uh, Department for Education has, has backed that with a, with a big grant that we're working on now.
1: You mm. are a mover and a shaker, Charlie. It's just incredible and um, we'll mm. put a link on the Twitter too to the Stuart video if people haven't seen it highly recommended
0: mm. yeah hats off to you and I know that you've had a, a very busy week lots of um, presenting and workshops here in Australia and you've got another two-day workshop starting tomorrow here in Brisbane so um, I think we should uh, take Charlie out for dinner You, James was <laughs> suggesting Japanese Charlie hasn't really gotten much into Japanese yet so we're gonna tonight's the night tonight <laughs> could be the night so um, Excellent. Yeah. Thank so thanks. Glory. Thanks very much for chatting to us, Charlie. Great. Thanks well, well. thank so a lot. Good you, Pleasure. Thanks a lot.